Hello and welcome to No Confidence. I'm David Merlin, your host. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away with the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. It's March 18th, 2023. And in one month, uh, Richard Boggs in South Carolina, Columbia, U.S. District Court, uh, he goes to sentencing when he's utterly flogged the government with 10 kitchen sinks to prove he doesn't have a legal duty. You deprive me of Section 83 when you try to tax my pay. And the government can't even deny it, everybody. They can't deny it. Uh, For anybody new on the call, let's give you a gem here. Uh, This is an exchange of briefs between me and the DOJ in 2017. You heard of Roe v. Wade? Well, my website is wevgov.com slash capital O, small R-T-H, wevgov.com slash orth. There's an exchange of briefs in 2017 from the Seventh Circuit level where you see that while Robert Orth argued nothing but specific tax issues based on law, the tax code, The government, in its reply brief, didn't even refer to any of the provisions. Totally ignored the arguments. And the appellate court penalized him $4,000 for being frivolous. When they can't even talk about the law. You have his appellate opening brief, the government's reply brief, and the court's final judgment right there. With an audio tutorial you can link to and listen to while you peruse the page and the pleadings. And you'll see that that's precisely the position I can place the government and there's nothing they can say about it. They've had 30 years to say something about it. Five times to the Supreme Court by October of 98. Those were ones I wrote. My first litigation uh, project in my life was to learn how to write a brief of my issues, my arguments, And I took five tax clients all the way from tax court, appellate court, to the Supreme Court. The first thing I did in litigation. It wasn't a small claims lawsuit. It wasn't a right-way law, civil rights lawsuit. It was five people against the tax man all the way to the Supreme Court. And I still use the same treatise that I developed by springtime of 94 for these arguments. I made one trip through the tax code and regulations that lasted five years. During those five years, I found certain angles in statute that I thought I could use against the IRS's standard operating procedures and how much privacy and property uh, they get from everybody. So I only highlight arguments uh, or statutes I think I can make an argument out of. And over time, I learned they won't even talk about the big ones, like Section 83. It explains how to tax the workforce, and we're not going to talk about it. How do you get somewhere with a system like that? So, uh, futile, and in 1996, I started to gravitate toward state law, motor vehicle code, of course. And I was fortunate enough uh, to be introduced to Kurt Riggin 
who has bodies of prosecutors all over Washington State. He simply beat the hell out of prosecutors uh, as a matter of course. And he said, okay, here's the Patriot Movement right here and uh, their right to travel stuff and the other st- the UCC and all this. Let's take all this together, put it in a box, seal the box, and stick it over there in the corner and never look at it again. Here's the motor vehicle code. Here's court rules. And uh, here's your state constitution. And these are the only tools you'll ever need if you're working on somebody that's innocent. And so I learned his arguments, uh, some of them. But he's been all over criminal procedure, all over uh, the courts of Washington State and Colorado. He's beaten municipalities twice in the state Supreme Court of Colorado, where he now lives and has lived for about nine years. He's terminally ill from four or five things, and the doctors can't for the life of them understand how he can lift a pen. But Kurt Riggins still walks, and it amazes everybody. And, uh, you know, five years ago, he's outlived his prognosis by about seven years. That's when they said, you're going to die, man. So, uh, things you got to know, folks. And then, uh, let's see, state law in 2001, in particular, there was a uh, case in Klamath County, Klamath County Superior Court in Oregon, in Klamath Falls, Oregon, where the uh, several gifting club members met an advocate named uh, James Widener, I think was his name, Roger Widener, and he says, uh, you should sue the state for misenforcing the law, because the state said you can't operate a gifting club, it violates the pyramid scheme statute here in Oregon, under their Unfair Trade Practices Act, a civil statute, and you should sue the Attorney General, and so they did, and then the Attorney General filed a counterclaim, and Roger Widener says, I'm out of here, and he abandoned his clients, hay farmers and truckers that were in a gifting club, five of them, and uh, I said, okay, I'll take your case, and they paid me what they could, uh, and I started writing pleadings for their civil suit, and eight months later, four out of five of them were dismissed. They never met the language of the statute, so it shouldn't have been dismissed this way, but this way was to say, oh, these four are not willfully in violation of the statute. This other person is because they continued their conduct after being warned. The other four stopped what they were doing. Well, get to the part where they broke the law. Well, no, we're not going to talk about that. So it is a fudgy uh, way to dismiss a case, but for what it's worth, I got four people dismissed when the Oregon State Attorney General sued. Uh, Then through probably 2010, there was a splash of tax work, but other civil litigation in Colorado for a certain ranch owner. I did a lot for him and tried to sell my products to make a living. And then uh, uh, later on, more tax work, 2014, 2015, 16, 
I wrote these lawsuits for people to file in U.S. District Court. I figured there was no better way to prove you don't believe you have a duty than to sue the government and say, this is why, and you can't even deny it. What are we doing here? Stop harassing me. And in South Carolina, that wasn't enough. Assistant U.S. Attorney Potterfield, I can't remember his first name, uh, Potterfield, went to a grand jury and said, Richard Boggs believes he has a duty. He failed to perform the duty, and he has a legal duty, which is a lie. He'd proven it in spades in U.S. District Court with all those lawsuits where they can't deny the issues you'll see on WeVGov.com. WeVGov.com is where it happens in writing. I'll sketch the argument for you uh, on the federal income taxation page. Then you have on YouTube free videos. It's a wonderful YouTube channel called Take From Caesar. The link is in the chat. And take those tutorials. Key to the Code is the name of the video tutorial about how citizens of the United States are only named in regulation and Social Security has never been written to apply to citizens of the U.S. And then there's a two and a half hour tutorial on Tax Code Section 83A that you can take free. And you'll come out of there with, you'll know everything about Section 83. And from the wevgov.com slash orth, capital O, small r-t-h, page, you'll see there are the arguments against the government's finest, and they can't even talk about those statutes that you see on the homepage of takefromcaesar.us. They're off limits. We aren't going to talk about it. You'll be penalized for asking. <laughs> so that's as close to proving that you don't believe you have a duty as I can get you. And it wasn't enough in Richard Boggs's case. Back to the, uh, the conversation that I posted to on Facebook, I saw a string where somebody says, yeah, I just jumped through this hoop, so now I'm, a, I'm an indigenous American or I'm a natural American instead of a citizen of the U.S. And, and somebody else chimes in, yeah, I just filed this form and that form and they leave me alone because I filed an S-Corp, whatever. When they want you in prison, they will put you in prison. And there's nothing you can do about it unless you've got a sharper pen than Richard Boggs used when he sued them nine times and named them in that 180-page racketeering complaint with exhibits that I filed New Year's of 06. You can find that on my products page. Products are linked from wevgov.com. Take from Caesar Volume 1 went to 80 members of Congress. It is the racketeering complaint with a written intro. Uh, then there's Take From Caesar Volume 2, the 2014 supplemental memorandum that I filed with those three committees, the chairs of the three congressional committees, every member of which I served uh, personally. 80 copies went to Congress. And uh, that wasn't enough. The prosecutor said, I'm going to go in there to the grand jury and call him willful. When the prosecutor knew they couldn't even answer his legal challenges. And you think you're going to get something out of the system that guarantees you not going to prison? First word of my message on Facebook was caution. The second word was everyone. <laughs> if... 
If you think government is a strict cop, I'm your man. Uh, I'll relieve you of that, that fantasy. Government is not a strict cop. Government is a carjacker with pistols in prisons. Best of luck. When you don't file a tax return, when you don't pay the tax man, the first thing you hear might be an indictment. They don't have to warm you up. They don't have to break the ice with you and say, hey, uh, how come you're not filing anymore? They can simply go to a grand jury and get an indictment. Susan Taylor, that happened to her. A real estate agent who filed her tax returns like a good little girl and paid an amount that re was reflected on the tax return and then just stopped. And three years later, the first thing she heard was an indictment. So she did nothing, and bam, she was indicted. Richard Boggs did everything, and bam, he was indicted. Find a way out of that likelihood before you experiment with the tax man. The tax man owns every judge. America has no courts. The judges are the courts. The courts are the judges. Judges are corrupt. They penalized Robert Orth when all he argued was the law. They penalized him because he argued the law in a way the government couldn't refute. When you beat the government with the law, you pay through the nose. Boggs is your proof. So ladies and gentlemen are dead. Woman of the year has male genitals. Wow. Uh, I don't own a TV because ladies and gentlemen are dead. The Democrat is gone. Their party's been infiltrated by a mindset that's way different. Before, and I was a high-volume bartender, I met tons of people from 1982 to 1992. And you couldn't tell the difference between a Democrat and a Republican. About the only difference was the way they voted or how they felt about welfare. Whether they were on it or not, uh, I never knew, but their attitudes were just a little different toward how the government should spend its money. Well, that party has departed that, that frame and uh, it's been infiltrated by uh, the enemies of childhood. Childhood innocence is a thing of the past. Ladies and gentlemen, are a thing of the past. Beyonce, the winner of the most Grammys ever. And how did it make its fortune? By throwing its genitals at passing buses and at distant mountain ranges and at fire hydrants and at children. Watch as much of one of its videos as you can take without vomiting. And you'll see that... Uh, it's not worthy. It's a tramp. Oh, won another Grammy. And Michelle Obama, pardon my language. Michelle Obama says, Beyonce's a good role model for young girls. Wow. Everything Michelle Obama says is void. You can't afford to listen to a word that it says.
and that piece of crap husband co-husband <laughs> what's a lady what's a gentleman again watch mad 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 world some of the other old movies where you might see crowds sidewalks full of people that's the way the people in the movie industry anyway thought everybody should dress for their movie where has where has self-esteem gone self-pride pride can be a bad thing I've heard that it's a sin when you're overly prideful maybe have pride in what you do it'll make you try harder to do better at what you do damn bartending I was proud uh, just extremely fast high volume cocktail assembly where I had three or four of my own waitresses uh, another bartender a bar back working between me and the bartender and the band was playing five nights a week 450 people drinking like fish and it was sink or swim baby and there was nobody that could crank out drinks like I could 1986 prices 1150 bucks worth of drinks an hour okay just smoking hands I got long arms, huge hands, an incredible memory. And I could stand on my feet for eight hours without a break, no problem, and work harder than anybody ever saw. And I thought I was second place in the area. Uh, there's a bar and restaurant called the Crazy Lobster. And one night at this hotel where I was working, there was a guy standing at the bar with one of his friends and watching me work. He says, you're fast, man. I said, no, you think, uh, I'm not fast. You ought to go down to the Crazy Lobster at the Edmonds Waterfront and watch CB. He's fast. And the guy says, I've worked with CB. You can smoke him. <laughs> so, yeah, I was proud to be that good at that job, but I really liked serving others as well. So it wasn't damaging pride. It was, it was a skill I could show off every Friday and Saturday night. Uh, nobody got their drinks faster than when they got them from me. So pride, self-esteem, dress nice. Uh, I'm sequestered in Seattle. I really keep to myself. So I don't shave every day. But uh, when I'm back to normal life, I shave and comb my hair because women and children exist. When children see nothing but acquiescence by all the adults. Oh yeah, rap is music. Oh, they fall right into it. And with your apparent acceptance of it. As an alternative to music, your children mislearn. Your children's children, they mislearn. They're misinformed. Rap isn't music. Uh, there isn't a rapper that has any business near a child. Because in the mind of every rapper is this notion. I have permission and license as free speech to say anything I want to anybody's child. Well, if that isn't a loser, and look at the way they use it. Uh, there are five rappers on the credits for this particular rap track called FAC, F-A-C-K. 
and it's obscenely uh, and graphically sexual and the chorus is four times repeat shove a gerbil up your ass through a tube five take credit for that track five of them you can find it on metrolyrics.com search Eminem and there are five that take credit for that piece of crap every rapper is your enemy I don't care if you're from the ghetto in fact I care if you're from the ghetto that's the first first warning sign nothing cool comes from the ghetto that's over with my favorite male singer is Peebo Bryson he's a gentleman he happens to be black but he's a gentleman Ben Carson hats off highly acclaimed world-famous neurosurgeon that looks right at two children joined at the brain and says let's do this um, I couldn't carry his jockstrap <laughs> that's a that's a man and that's a good man and there are examples out there so it's not about the ghetto unless you're a victim of it Herman Cain he came up small became the manager of a branch bank for the Federal Reserve <clears throat> uh, there was a black president once right before Trump I didn't say its name you're welcome and uh, he got there with education and hard work he's misinformed he's miseducated he's a Marxist but uh, he can hold a conversation so uh, ladies and gentlemen are dead you got to bring them back and it starts with the children the left is the proof of it they started with the children now it's sex education in kindergarten welcome kids you're in kindergarten now you need to learn how to put Vaseline on carrots and they do it what are you gonna do you better choose a cause or warn your children that there's a country coming at you that's not the one that I grew up in good luck kid you know I love you son I, I love you you're my daughter or whatever but there's a world coming at you that's so full of crap I can't believe it and here's what you need to do to clean it up you need to think at every turn how to clean it up you walk into a restaurant who are you gonna go to for who's your server does my waiter or waitress bathe do they have a, a booger spike drilled through their nose do they have tattoos and flaming blue hair could I get another waitress please you look at the line cooks maybe it's somewhere where you can watch them cook your food or make you a sandwich did they bathe today no the guys wearing 10 days worth of whiskers I've been in Thriftway before at their deli I said yeah could you call me a manager please <clears throat> the manager hi manager says uh, how you doing what can I do for you I said yeah look among your uh, your males back there behind the counter in this deli you tell me which one bathed today and then I tell them I'm not buying anything at this deli they haven't bathed in a month and you think I'd let them near my food thank you very much where are the canned goods please or uh, yeah I'm gonna check out now I want to buy my groceries 
Call the manager. Yeah, which one of your checkers bathed today? Because I can't tell. And how utterly uncivil it is to make everybody in society look at a mess. Justin Timberlake. Uh, Adam Levine. All these pop culture icons. Stay away from us. And that world is headed for your children because ladies and gentlemen are dead. The schools are child molesters. It's happening in red areas too. Predominantly conservative. The teachers are Marxists. And they're marching toward the children with sex. Nice people are too nice. They should have pulled out the P word, pedophile, many years ago. Right around 2006, California came out with a bill that says, yeah, we're going to sexualize the children in school. And I wrote a statute that prohibits it. And that was 16 years ago, folks. My book, let's get my product link in the chat here. WeVGov.com slash P. The book called No Confidence... Civil Liberties versus Homeland Security. It's a book with more than 130 proposed statutes. Statutes I wrote where I'd see a problem and I'd write a law to fix the problem. 130 of them. There's more than 10 proposed constitutional amendments in there. So I've been busy on solutions. I'm not the Daily Gripe. Sean Hannity, uh... Uh, Glenn Beck, uh, Dan Bongino, they don't know law. Law is the solution to a lot of these problems. And so they've reduced themselves to the daily gripe. Did you hear what the Democrats said today? Did you hear what the president said yesterday? Well, we're going to do a deep dive, and it's all about what the Democrats are doing and saying instead of the solutions what the Republicans are going to do about it. I think along the lines of solution first. And if I can't think of a solution right away, I'll go on to a different problem rather than sit there and stew over uh, the problem until I come up with a, an answer. Now, i got to tell you, folks, uh, I have never until now made... Microsoft Word versions of my tax briefings available. And now they are available on clemency1.com clemency1.com there's a link that says donate and that donate link will take you to my PayPal account and right now If you went to clemency1.com, click on Donate, and go to uh, my PayPal account and pay $200, I'll send you out a flash drive that is simply crammed with great stuff. Uh, Incredible stuff. Someone who got that flash drive last week is on the call. Her name is Jody. And uh, Jody, if you could uh, type a comment into the chat about the contents of the flash drive, I'd appreciate it. But in Microsoft Word, you get all my briefings. 
tons of, not all my briefings, but my tax briefings. You get the Robert Orth Exchange of Briefs in Microsoft Word. And uh, a couple of Administrative Procedures Act lawsuits. Um, tons of case law that I thought I should keep. It's not just a bunch of case law and different topics. These are after I studied a bunch or read a bunch of decisions on a particular topic, then I would choose several that really brought out the point I was trying to make, and I would save those. So I did categories of research, and then I'll take maybe five cases about void for vagueness and put those in the folder. Uh, and they're already bold and italicized in the... Uh, in the places I found most germane for my purposes, which was tax litigation and uh, basic constitutional rights, right to contract, right to travel interstate, uh, the lack... I, <laughs> I accidentally studied a ton of cases the government lost. And I got to tell you, I learned more from... Because when the government loses... They lose because the court is telling you what your rights are. Your rights are bigger than what the government is doing here, so I'm going to dismiss this case. I'm going to overturn the conviction, or I find you not guilty, or whatever. Where the government loses, I studied a bunch of those cases. So you get a couple of case law files that are uh, folders. They're just crammed with focused studies. You'll have a folder on void for vagueness a folder on unreasonable seizure, a folder on this, a folder on that, with Microsoft Word versions of those Supreme Court decisions with the relevant parts already bold and italicized. You're welcome. Now, here's something you've never heard from me because I haven't been selling it, I haven't been marketing it, I haven't released it, but in 2010... I wrote a course about what I feel I discovered when I analyzed the health care bill, the PPACA, Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. And I wrote a tutorial, and it includes a whole bunch of audio segments. So when I get the flash drive for $200, uh, my PayPal link is from the donate link on clemency1.com uh, $200 for this flash drive which is just packed there's 25 gigabytes of stuff you go to the folder called web and you open the folder called takefromcaesar.com because that's where I was going to put this this uh, subscribe uh, paywall website uh, when I finished the tutorial but instead here it is on this flash drive with three other websites that I designed way back when about law but takefromcaesar.com that folder uh, you click on the file inside and it opens up like a website on your computer and there you have my income tax treatise you have my analysis of the a uh, PPACA and when I say my analysis of it, it's a 2,500-page PDF document that you download off the web. And so it's a 2,500-page piece of legislation. 
and I copy and pasted it into Microsoft Word because because when Congress writes a bill it doesn't use footnotes it's all in the text so I copy and pasted from PDF to Word and then I have very particular tax challenges Social Security is a key phrase gross income is a key phrase Secretary of the Treasury is a key phrase um, tax code is a key phrase 26 USC is a key phrase and I did that search in this Microsoft Word document uh, control H oh you want to look for something what do you want to look for and what do you want to replace it with that's what you get in Microsoft Word when you push control H well I'm looking for social or Social Security and I want to replace it with Social Security in bold and italics 14 pick so it's bigger it stands out everywhere they mention Social Security because I got a great argument the government can't refute that says Social Security was never written to apply to citizens of the United States period and they can't deny it so I did a search and replace that way and then scrolled through the document and damn half of the PPACA is an amendment to the Social Security Act of 1935. Half of the PPACA is in legislation that's never been written to apply to Americans. Half of it. Okay, so let's ignore half of the PPACA. I did a search for Secretary of the Treasury did a search for tax code, internal revenue code, and discovered that one-sixth of the PPACA, thereabouts, is an amendment to Chapter 1 of the Internal Revenue Code, where the tax, the graduated income tax imposed by Section 1, citizens of the U.S. aren't mentioned anywhere in Chapter 1. So they wrote a regulation under Section 1 that says citizens of the United States owe this tax. So one-sixth of it is in a chapter where I'm only named in a regulation. And half of it is an amendment to the Social Security Act, which doesn't even apply to Americans. So from that angle, the health care bill, screw off. Don't mention it to me. And I wrote a tutorial all about it. It includes all of my tax work. It includes um, all of my complaining from 2009. I filed a complaint with 80 members of Congress, New Year's of 06. Then that was an exhibit when I complained to the Judge Advocate General of the Navy, Bruce E. McDonald. Then I complained to the White House. I complained to the uh, confirmation Committee on Sonia Sotomayor. Um, all that complaining and briefing in the exhibits are on the flash drive in the tutorial called TakeFromCaesar.com on that flash drive. Uh, so 200 bucks. That tutorial alone. Oh, okay. You, as a couple, you two, him and her, man and wife, man and woman, uh, you made over 400000 bucks, so you owe this extra tax, 5%. And I think it's imposed by tax code section 5001, something like that. Um, and it says, 
if you made gross income in excess of, excuse me, I work for a living, and yeah, we made over $400,000 as a couple, but it was compensation for services, and so it wasn't gross income. How did Section 83 operate in your conclusion? I owe that tax. Well, that was part of the PPACA, too. So I slice, I dice, and here's a tutorial about it with tons of audio instruction and the documents right there. My entire tax treatise taken to the limit with all those different people I just outlined in 2009. And then uh, my tutorial on the PPACA is there in its entirety. Tons of audio instruction. All the documents are right there. Uh, that alone is worth $2,000. And the whole flash drive is only 200 bucks. When you pay at PayPal, include your address for delivery of the flash drive, or I'm going to sit here with your flash drive not knowing who to send it to. So include your name and full address because it's going to be, it, it'll arrive through the mail. Jody got hers in four days. So you'll be in the driver's seat regarding a statutory interpretation of the law by an expert. And the PPACA is a trap that was put in place with the 1935 Social Security Act. And then in 1954, they rewrote the 1939 tax code and uh, split 1939 tax code section 3811 social security into chapters 2 and 21 of the rewrite the 1954 tax code but it's still social security and then in 1965 to this trap they added medicare in the tax code let's say chapter 21 social security fica on the employee Three, uh, 3101A retirement insurance. It's called OASDI, Old Age Survivors and Disability Insurance. Then in 1965, they added Medicare, 3101B hospital insurance. That's Medicare. And then in 2010, they passed the PPACA. And now you have a 3401C. A, B, and C. A, old age survivor's disability insurance. B, hospital insurance. C, patient protection and affordable care act. That's how that works. And in the same chapter, chapter 21, which does, it excludes citizen of the United States in its definition of citizen, in that chapter is 3111, matching FICA that the employer has to pay. Oh, your employee over there paid this much FICA this quarter. You owe us that much too. You're the employer. So if you strike down chapter 21, the employee and employer FICA payments, they've always been theft. It's extortion and racketeering. Just as I called it in my a uh, criminal complaint that went to Congress, New Year's of 06. <laughs> and, um, so it's in place, this huge behemoth of legislation called the tax code. And from time to time, the progressives add to it 
with another level of taxation and power grab. They're going to control the health system. <laughs> and I figured it out. So the timeline, 1913, the 16th Amendment, and the 17th Amendment and the Federal Reserve Act. And then in 1935, the Social Security Act. And in 1939, the tax code. In 1954, the rewrite of the tax code to make it 10 times as complex and 20 times as voluminous. And then in 1965, Medicare. And then in 2010, the health care bill. It's a plug-and-play body of legislation. They just develop legislation to fit into it, and they throw it at the Social Security Act. And this exposes FDR as the most accomplished thief in history. He sold citizens of the United States on Social Security. When everybody knew it doesn't apply to them. That's the New Deal, folks. We'll have you out of those soup lines in no time. You'll be baking your own bread instead of getting it from the government. How does that sound? Oh, I'll pay. I'll pay. Please, let me pay Social Security. And it worked. And it's a big old group of laws that they just plug something else into and steamroll you with it. And now, because you've met me, you understand that they own every judge. They will win every single tax case, even if it means they have to just sit there long enough while you beat the hell out of them uh, above the shoulders with the tax code. And then the judge says, we don't care. It's frivolous, without merit. Judgment goes for the government. And you're left there with no comment on the law. And then you go to prison. Richard Boggs. One month he goes to sentencing. What the hell are we going to do? And you get it all right there on that flash drive. Just the, the most important stuff I think you need to see. It's stuff that I did, which means it's unlike anything anybody associated with the movement of whatever kind or name or what nature. Uh, I don't associate with anybody. They're not up to speed. And there's nothing like having to explain something really basic to somebody that's been in the movement for 20 years. And they got their own website. Hey, come to me. I'll solve liens and levies. And uh, and I know all about this. And I know all about that. And non-resident alien citizenship and all the other stuff. To know that for 20 years, my stuff has been out there since 1993. And nobody's even willing to get into tax code section 83. It explains how to tax the entire workforce according to the government. And they're not even interested. That's called dereliction. It's also called ignorance. They're ignorant of the reasons they should have more respect for the letter of the law in a country that claims to have a court system. I can give you what it takes to beat the hell out of the government. Then the judge steps in and makes you lose. On wevgov.com slash orth, capital O, small r-t-h, there's an exchange of briefs. The government couldn't even mention the provisions argued and so he files his reply to the government's brief, which you get on that page, to say, excuse me, you've had these arguments for how many decades, and this is the best you can do with them? This is tax law. These are controlling provisions. And they just sit there. You have beaten the hell out of them. Uh, if they claim to be an attorney, because this is how law is done, 
You argue law on paper, they argue how you're mistaken, and then you argue back, and now it's the judge's turn. Well, we did that and got absolutely nowhere. No comment and penalized $4,000 by the appellate court for being frivolous. It's frivolous to ask a court of the United States to say what the law is. When Marbury versus Madison and a bunch of other cases since say that it's the duty of the courts to say what the law is. Well, we're not interested. <laughs> we aren't going to talk about the law, citizen breath, and you lose. About the flash drive, Jody says, Yes, Dave, I'm glad to tell the attendees that I've spent time going through many of the files included on the flash drive. There is so much that it would take me months to study each one and comment. Uh, Jody has an incredible resume. She's written for legislators. Uh, she's She's got maybe a better writing resume than do I. All I've done is litigation. I've written a bunch of my own statutes, but uh, she's actually been in the business world and political world to degrees that she described in an email. She goes on to say, Folks, the language is so exact and impressive that I cannot here do it justice. No pun intended. I've used the services of a number of attorneys over the decades, and this accumulation of document is far superior to anything I've ever gotten from attorneys I've paid in the past. I'm happy to tell anyone who wants my opinion uh, to tell them so. Uh, yes, David's legal writing is far superior. Thank you, Jody. You can sit down. <laughs> uh, you get the picture, folks? She's only had the hard drive for less than a week. And uh, she does have just a glowing resume. <laughs> she's, got, she's got some on-the-job experience. i gotta, I got to take my hat off to her. Oh, that was Pastor Don that said Dave's legal writing is far superior. Uh, thanks, Don. Now, um, the flash drive have, uh, has on it the guts of my tax teaching in Microsoft Word, all the briefings, all the different case law I had to study for that topic, that topic, that topic, that topic. Um, oh, it's too late to file that motion to dismiss. You can't file it. You're past the deadline. If you're claiming innocence, there's a group of case law. In the Supreme Court, the popular one to cite is Schlupp versus Delo. I think Delo was a prison warden. Uh, if you're arguing actual innocence, they can't use a procedural deadline to bar you. You cannot default somebody on procedure who's arguing innocence. Boy, that's important to know. Oh, darn. I missed the deadline to file a motion to vacate my conviction. Are you arguing actual innocence? Yeah, I'm innocent. Then forget the deadlines. File your motion. Hurry. <laughs> do it. It's what to do. And you get all these briefings in Word where I've had to argue different law, different types of cases. I can't remember everything that's in there, but uh, it's just loaded. And then you get the uh, four websites, tocongress.com, public vehicular travel. You get uh, takefromcaesar.com, which is about the health care bill and my tax treatise. 
and you get uh, jurisinformatics.com. Jurisinformatics.com. These are websites I used to have. In that website, it uses Flash Player. And none of the browsers will handle Flash Player uh, except Mozilla Firefox. So you'll have, to, you'll have to view it on Firefox or um, get VLC, Video Viewer. VLC will read Flash files. Uh, I've heard. So... So uh, there you go, $200. Be sure to leave your uh, address with me on PayPal. Uh, you won't be disappointed. And choose a cause. Get behind somebody doing good work and uh, see if you can't make the world a better place. My name is David Merlin. Thanks for sharing your Saturday with me. None of this is legal advice. And I'll see you this Wednesday right here, 4 p.m. Pacific. I just can't wait. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did have sexual relations with Senator McCain and Senator Obama. Everybody there with a horse. Senator Obama, George Bush. My daughter and son-in-law, the president of Namibia, an American president, a great athlete. The Republicans, too many people, a lot of people here. Anybody who worked for me, the lame duck, uh, Governor Scott, Governor Crisp, the people who were against us, people who were for us, almost 100% of the Democrats that I campaigned with, the people who would be most influenced post Boy. Senator Udall with Republicans, the Simpson Bowles Budget Commission, the president, the 10th most conservative member of the House, the moderate, the guy who, who did it, the people who really cared about that, the undecided voters at the end. You drop down low, scrape the shin, and then you hit him in the crown jewels with the knee. That's what you do. Okay. And then you then you run as fast as possible. There we go. I say good show.